Hello and welcome to Be Bell Podcast, brought to you by myself, Sean Horn. Today I'm interviewing the fantastic Stephanie from Kinderama. Um, I was absolutely delighted, and this is a really interesting one for me actually, because we had so much in common, so I hope you enjoy. Good morning, Steph. Good morning, Sean. I'm so <laughs> pleased to have you. It's taken some time, but we always get there in the end. Very exciting. Uh, you found us okay. I did. I knew exactly where you were. And you've got lovely little signs now pointing the way. I saw oh, some yes. down on the roundabout. Yeah, absolutely. So it's this way to Sean Horn's Bebel podcast. It doesn't quite say that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a lovely lady in her Pilates move. Okay. We might think of that, though. We could have this. And we've moved. We're in, we're in this lovely space today in I Click know. Media. Proper Very kindly yeah. have uh, let us use their space today. Um, so, yeah, welcome. Delighted to have you today. Um, I know that you have listened to a lot of the podcasts, yes. um, which always makes it much easier because sometimes yeah. people arrive and they go, oh, actually, yeah, I haven't really had time to listen yeah. to them yet, etc. <laughs> but it works both ways. Um, so you know how we start. We mm. always like to go right back to the beginning. <gasps> so where did it all begin and for you? Know you know what? My back to the beginning is is kind of exciting story. Okay. Because I was born in Wiltshire. Okay. Which, when it, I'm talking to someone from Cork, I always have to explain that Wiltshire's kind of near Bath. They don't really know where it is. But farming country, that's where I was born. But I wasn't supposed to be born there. I was supposed to be born in Norfolk. That's where my family were living, right? Okay. So my mum was a nurse. My dad was a fireman. They'd been working hard for five years renovating a house. And then two weeks before I was born, they decided to go back to my mum's parents' farmhouse to have a little break before baby came along. So we were staying at the farmhouse. My dad went out with my granddad baling hay and the baler broke down. My dad climbed inside the baler to fix it. He was climbing out of the baler and I shouted... I panicked. I know. Yeah. Well, shouted OK, as in OK, I fixed it, but my granddad thought he meant OK, switch it on. <gasps> and it completely mangled one of his legs. So my granddad completely panicked. You weren't expecting that story, oh were you? I know. Um, my granddad completely panicked and started running away. My dad, being a fireman, was like, where do you think you're going? You have to come back because otherwise I'm just going to be dead. He made a tourniquet on his leg and he threw him into the back of the Land Rover. And this was 1974. So there weren't any mobiles. And the first house they went to didn't even have a phone. So eventually they found a farmhouse with a phone. Had to wait for the ambulance to come all the way out to the farm. And he ended up having his leg amputated. So I was born in Wiltshire. I was born in the same hospital my dad was in, having lost his leg. She well, don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say because at the weekend I watched The Irishman oh. and they kept putting people in those tree things when they killed them. And oh. now I'm just thinking of your dad's leg. Oh, oh my I know. God. Yeah. And because I'm kind of weird like that, I actually saw a Polaroid of his leg before they amputated it. So this was 1974. So they actually managed to save his knee which was, it, it makes a big deal if you're wearing a prosthetic, yes. you can kind of walk properly with yeah. a knee. Um, and the surgeon knew that kind of sometime after, my dad would probably say to him, could you have saved the leg? So he actually took a photograph of it to show him, to show why he couldn't save it. And uh, sorry if you're eating your breakfast or something, but it's kind of, it's, the foot is completely normal, untouched. The knee is completely normal, untouched. And then everything else in it's between gone. is just mangled. Oh my God. Yeah. So that was my start to life, well, quite yeah, dramatic. I, I so wasn't expecting that. So glad I skipped <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> I'm so, sorry. So once, once you were born in Wiltshire, yes. like, obviously, like I suppose you were there for a while with your dad's recovery time. Yes, and eventually, because obviously that meant my dad was out of the fire service yes. then, 
they ended up moving back to Wiltshire and we okay. stayed there. So I think I was, I don't know, three or four years in Norfolk, but I think it was hard on them being yes. away from family. So we moved back. Yeah. And so leaving the fire service, I have two uncles actually that are both firemen. Oh, wow. And leaving the fire service, I know, was really hard for them. Yeah, I think it was hard on dad too. Yeah. Yeah. Really but hard. it's like, but it's always there, isn't it? It's mm. always in you that camaraderie, yeah, that and tribe, he's still that, that yes. community that they have. Yeah, his best mate is still a fireman. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I well, I just have such respect for them. I just and think he did amazing. say he stayed in an admin role oh. for a while, but I think that was probably torture. Yeah. You know, so he he went into engineering in the end. Okay. And yeah. so you grew up in Wiltshire. I did. Yeah. And yep. uh, and what age were you when you went to school? Uh, oh, I don't know, four or five I went to school. Yeah. I was. I loved singing, dancing, acting. Okay. That was my buzz. And uh, every school show... Me too, jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> We're doing jazz hands. <laughs> I was going to say something really inappropriate. <laughs> I'll say that later. But yeah, uh, so I was good at school, but it was all about doing the, the plays and Oklahoma and the sound of music and yeah. all those kind of stuff. Calamity Jane, I loved. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. I, lo I loved Calamity Jane. But um, and so you obviously were front stage. Centre, oh yeah, yeah, front yeah. Stage. Main parts. Loved okay. all of that. Probably drove everyone to distraction with the the amount of singing and dancing and shows I put on. Yeah. You know. And did you did you create at home? Were you oh, one yeah. of these? Yeah. Um, oh. sit and <laughs> sit and watch this two hour show. Yeah, that okay. was me. And would you have? Then your friends, would they, they have been into the same thing? or Yeah, I didn't have... I had one close friend at school. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of weird when you go... When you're in singing and dancing and all that kind of thing, it's quite competitive. So, you know, a lot of the girls, you know, aren't really rooting for each other. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of who's at the best dance school and who's in this show and who's in that show. So yes. that, that bit didn't sit well with me. And by the time I was 16, I left and went to London. And I went to the Italia Conti Theatre Academy. Did you now? Because I, I lived did. very close. Oh, did you? Yeah, a lot of my friends went to Italia. So ah. I grew up in Richmond. And oh, wow. Yeah, so... Oh, we might know posh. some of the... So oh, you are very <laughs> posh. You grew up in Richmond. <laughs> Absolutely. You'd have us all think you were Welsh. What I are you know. talking about? Well, I am Welsh, but, okay. uh, but I, yes, that's why I talk so posh. I wonder if we know some of the same people. I'm we sure probably we do. do. I'm sure we do. Lots of stories came yeah. out of Italia Conti. Yes. Yeah. Yes, no, and I, I know a few of them. And... Um, but I, that would have been my dream. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was a choreographer. I was a, a, an actress. That's all I was ever going to be. Fab. Um, but, um, but through school, were you just all drama? Were you all the arts? Or did you find yourself being sporty as well? Or I wasn't particularly sporty. Never have been particularly sporty. I d academically, I was very good. I loved English yes. language and English literature and all of that. And d did really well in my GCSEs. Yeah. But uh, no, I was all about getting to performing arts school that's okay. what I wanted to do that was it and so what age did you go to Italia Conti 16 too young too young to go to London live on your own it is really now I look back and go what yeah. I couldn't let why you know if my kids were 16 that's so young but do you think though that now like I was 16 as well when I lived in London by myself my parents oh, well. moved back to so do you think though now though they actually are capable because you know that you were capable I know I was whether it was the right thing or not is a different story, but we were capable and it, and it also made us who we are now. Are we a bit soft now? Do you know the only difference is the whole social media and the consequences of, like, I think back, and I'm sure you're the same, yeah. of some of the stuff you got up to that nobody knows you got up to. Oh, I would have been in prison. <laughs> 
I would be in prison, <laughs> and then if, if I lived in Ireland, I would be in a washroom. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying now. Yeah. You know, every every mistake you make, every con, yeah, everything's got a consequence. That's yes. my only fear. Yeah, but I won't divulge any of those mistakes. No, but I, I do think though, like you still had consequence. I know, listen, it's a different world yeah. now, but there was definitely consequence definitely when we were growing learning up from it as well. There was a different kind of like if a policeman stopped me and told me to do something, you just—I mean, I just did it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the fear, yeah, would be extreme. I don't think that fear is there anymore of of authority. Uh, Yeah, teachers like we wouldn't have questioned a teacher at school or at Italian Conti, and we had some crazy bad teachers at Italian Conti. And so, so you go to drama school. Like, what Mm. is it? Is it fame? It is fame, really. Like it's it's nine to five. Singing, oh, dancing, so and so when do you I tap? First are you a tap dancer? I did tap. Yeah. Okay, because I've got a group of women that we want to get back tapping. Oh, nice! So we are doing that in 2020. Oh, we'd be like stepping out. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be oh. Julie Walters. <laughs> but but you literally do that then? You literally All day, every, every class. Day. Yeah. And how long were you there for? Three years. Okay, yeah. so you leave there at 19 mm. and go into the big. Yeah, and that's the only thing I would say, A, about going so young, and B, about going to a purely performing arts college. And I'm sure they're probably very different today in that they fully prepared us for theatre, TV, stuff like that, but didn't really kind of say, well, there's other possibilities out there. There's radio, there's podcasts now, or whatever. There there are other things you can do with those talents. And it's very difficult when you're auditioning, going for jobs, and you don't get them, and then you have to go and find a real job, a normal job, you know, waitressing, I was bar say, work. Waitress, bar yeah. work, that's, yeah. I worked in shops. I did, um, I worked for an agency where um, we kind of went into different department stores. Okay. So we started, I started off in Bentles. Oh my God, yeah. Bentles and Kingston upon Thames. Yeah. There Brilliant. you go. I loved that's, Bentles. That's a great shop. But I worked my way up to Harrods. Okay. But I hated it. <laughs> now it's a very glamorous shop to work in and, you know, yes. there are some amazing people come through. It was when Mohammed Al-Fayed ran it. And if the whisper went round that he was coming round, you, you know, straightened yeah. up and he'd f- he'd sack people on the spot. Okay. He'd sack people that had worked there 15, 20 years if he spotted them not doing something. Okay. So it ah. was, but it what just wasn't my buzz. Like eight hours of trying to sell shaving brushes or whatever it was. It yes. Just, yeah. I found it tough. Yeah. I preferred the, the auditions and the, the classes. So it would work. So you were working for an agency. So obviously, on days that you didn't have auditions, I suppose you could yeah. go off and you could exactly. Yeah. And where were you living? Uh, then I was living in Pimlico. I was in okay. a grotty old bedsit in Pimlico. Gorgeous. Pimlico's lovely. Yeah. Grotty bedsit was not. No. <laughs> Whatever happened to bedsits? I know. Well, they well, well look, they're banned here, aren't they? They're going to come back. They're going to come back because what to. else would you do if you yeah. need to live in a city? I mean, there were all kinds of people living in those bedsits. Yeah, we were just up the court, up the road from Victoria, so there were all the kind of dressers and dressmakers from Starlight were in the same building. It was a real kind of, you know. I think yeah, and actually, I had a lot of friends growing up that would live well called bedsits. We'd call mm. them studios now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember actually when I bought my flat, and my, all my friends in Dublin said, "You didn't buy a flat; you bought an apartment." And I was like, Ooh. "It's a flat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a glorified bed. It's a flat. <laughs> yeah. It's the same word. Flat equals apartment." Me, to me, bedsit is a shared bathroom, and then you had a little oh, okay. kitchenette. <sighs> yeah, yeah. That's, okay, and that's my memory of kind of cold. Do you remember those sil- silverfish? They, is that what they're called? Those yes. insects that are in the bath. If yeah, and they just dump- slide around. <laughs> Gorgeous. Yeah, to rinse out. No shower. Okay. It's to rinse out the bath before. 
God, yeah. Okay. And so what came from the auditions? Where did you go? Oh, I went all over the place. I did. I was very lucky when I was at Italia Conti, we got to do the Royal Variety Show. Amazing. Children's Royal Variety Show. All those kind of things. We sang at St. Paul's Cathedral for Princess Margaret and things like that. I wanted to get married there. Did you? Yeah, it didn't work out, but never mind. (laughs) Ballymaloo. Plan B. Oh, it's really <laughs> as good. It's really as good. No, it was, and uh, then I went off to do auditions. I did things like I did a summer season in Jersey. I did six months on a ship. I did a play in London. Nothing like nothing groundbreaking. Take me back to the ship. Oh, oh the I'm, ship. Yeah, yeah. I, I I applied to Carnival Cruises quite a few did times you? over the years. Um, I don't think they thought I could fit in their little bedrooms. <laughs> oh, the little bedrooms are funny. Yeah, but Cabins. where did you go? Well, that's travel. Well, no? it is. Well, you think it's travel. Okay. And on the days that you can be bothered, well, not be bothered. Let's get this right now. Like your day really starts at say ten o'clock in the morning, where you're rehearsing in the next new show. Okay. So that might finish around half four, five o'clock. You get a couple of hours off to eat and shower and all the rest of it, and then seven o'clock you do kind of an early listening set, gotcha. <laughs> a bit of singing while people are having a couple of drinks at the bar. You do your full show. Then you do a late night set, like a dance set. One of you might go off and sing at the piano bar. You don't really finish till 12, 1 o'clock okay. in the morning. And if you want to get off the boat the next day, you have to be up and out by 9. Okay. Well, you're knackered. a lot of the time you're not, just not yeah. doing it. And so out of your performing arts, what's your passion? Like, is it singing? Is it dancing? Is it... Ooh. What's your favourite thing to do? Oh, I, I couldn't choose. But I guess the, the one I kept doing on and off is singing. Okay. I still sing. I sing yes. in the choir now. Oh, do you? I'm singing tonight. Are you? Yeah, it's in James's I church. I want to sing in the choir. Come <laughs> sing in our choir. Oh my God, I'm not going to let you leave the room. I'll be writing all this down. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, I think there's something really joyful in singing. Oh, absolutely. And I sang, I sang in a choir all my childhood, which actually was brilliant grounding for everything I did. I then sang in the choir for Italia Conti. That's where we did all yes. the Royal Variety and stuff like that. Amazing, you know. And then when you're singing cruise ships you can go anywhere and do anything now yeah. i kind of do i've done people's weddings and funerals and things like that yes if you give me a couple of glasses of wine i'll sing at a party yeah <laughs> and yeah now the choir easily done yeah <laughs> <laughs> not now it's yeah but i do i do think there's something joyful so it's so lovely like that you can see your you, yeah. you you just lighten up when you talk about it um which obviously is very hard to express on the podcast. <laughs> but I do think there's something really joyful. Um, and that's one of the reasons I love Ireland, actually, because of mm. that that session. Yeah. And everybody Anyone sings a song. And, and yeah. it doesn't matter if you've got a good voice or a no. bad voice. You just as long as, you know, and people it doesn't matter if you don't remember the words. Even. Exactly. And people will give you the respect and let you sing. Yeah. And, yeah. and they sit and they listen. And imagine if you did it in a pub in Bristol. You'd be like, yeah, no. <laughs> They'd be like, good God, wrapping you around the head with a snooker pool or cube <laughs> or whatever but um so that that brought you so so I did I did lots of kind of what I called odd seasons so you you might do six months on a job and then you're back to auditioning I found that a bit hard yeah. you know if you do a panto season or something like that you get very close to that group of people but then you're gone again they're gone again there's no consistency so it's very hard and and living you know you're living out of a suitcase yes so I think I did get to a point where I thought do you know what I'd quite like to have a home I'd quite like to set up a base somewhere so I ended up renting a cottage my mum was in a little sleepy village in Wiltshire and I rented a cottage there and how old were you then I was about 26 probably 
And the first thing I decided I was going to do was go and do, I guess, the equivalent of, you know, the Red Patrollers for Cork's Red FM. Oh, yes. I was a Black Thunder. Okay. GWRFM. Shh. <laughs> that could be like your gladiator name. Black, Black Thunder. Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. So, Black Promotional Girl, if you like, going around. And when I was doing that job, every day we'd have these traffic reports from um, what sounded like a helicopter. And I remember saying to the girl that worked on the radio station reception, are they really in a helicopter? Are they really doing that? And she was like, yeah, yeah, they fly out of Bristol. I was like, I I want that job. I want that job. And she said, oh, that's a company called Traffic Link. They do, it's not, you know, they license out their traffic reports. So I rang Traffic Link and I said, how do I I get a job? And she said, oh, well, put put together a little tape, a proper tape, you know, back in the days where you press record and say, do a fake traffic report and send it in which I did, which must have been awful looking back. But I did my little fake traffic port and sent it off. And she said, come in, come and meet us. And I ended up, I started off on the, what they call on the ground, which is basically ringing different places. No cameras back then. So you ring, you know, the garage yeah. on the corner. How's the traffic doing there? And that's how you build up your traffic report. And then eventually, it wasn't actually a helicopter, it was a plane, a little six-seat Cessna. And I replaced the girl in that. And that was one of my favourite jobs ever. That's amazing. So you work a split shift. You go out to the airport. You're up in the air for 6am. And then you fly for a couple of hours around all the different kind of cities nearby doing reports for all the different local radio stations. And I'm just trying to work out what year that was. Mm, It would have been... How many years back? 20... It would have been coming... It would have been like 99, 98, 99, I would have thought. Oh, okay. I missed you. I was just trying to work out if I lived there when you were doing oh. the traffic report because I lived in Bristol. It's funny because so my friends, my friends in Bristol, say they were going drinking on a Friday night, and I was coming into land. They they'd text and say, "Give a little wing wiggle." So we we do a little <laughs> wing wiggle as we were coming in, and they'd be like, ah. "Brilliant, brilliant." <laughs> yeah, I love it. It was lovely. It was a really lovely job, and I worked blooming hard at that job because yeah. split shift. Yeah, and then I set up Kinderama in the middle of it. And you set that up in Bristol? I actually started it in Wiltshire because that was my home place and I knew. And so where I wanted did the idea for that come from? Like, I think I just wanted to do something where kids, boys and girls, could do some form of dancing, music, you know, drama, but without kind of the strict, you know, you have to go and buy... Level one, level yeah. two, you have to pass, merit, honours. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. It was just something that you could turn up, dance, have a good Although time. Although I never got merit, I always got distinction. <laughs> But it was that thing Just of <laughs> jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know all the little ballet tights and the yeah, ballet shoes, absolutely. the leotards. It's expensive. Yes, and maybe they they don't like that. Yeah. So you you invest in a dance school and you buy all that stuff, and then they don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I wanted something where kids could go jump around to the Rolling Stones or you know a bit of the Nutcracker or whatever it was, yeah. some random music. And that's how we started. We, that's how we, yeah. And that's up. just an amazing idea because. It, it is it, it is inclusive I, I remember when I you know and I I was passionate about dancing but I do remember the girls that didn't come in the tights you know they'd come and tr- actually my first ever ballet class I was 10 and the, my teacher made me go in to the baby class oh no and I remember I had like a short skirt on and she was getting me to play and I was like so showing my knickers here like do you know what I mean and but I felt really uncomfortable yeah. but I did but as ever, you know, I did think, okay, well, I, I'm going to do this. But but that's my memory of dance classes. Yeah. Very strict, cold studio, you know, not much fun. 
Yes. Much as I loved the dance side of it, it just wasn't much fun. And I wanted this to be... Because it's preschool, so I wanted okay. it to be an introduction to dance. That so it's ages from? Three to five. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, cuties. Okay. That age where they'll do pretty much whatever you ask them to yes. do. There's no inhibitions. There's no, I'm not holding his hand or anything Absolutely. like that. They'll just do it. Yeah. yeah. I love that age because it is that age of, a, do you want to be my friend? Yeah. It's no, not like you can't innocent. be my friend. What, do you want to be my friend? Yeah. You know, in seconds, it's yeah. just brilliant. And we started off with just a few classes and it, you know, not only has the programme grown, but the way we do it has changed as well. So yeah. we, we now bring beautiful costumes and mermaid tails and dragon tails and we go off on a big adventure and, you know, yeah. it's, it's pure and joy. So that was all started in Bristol. So what brought you well, to... Well, I, I was doing the, the radio split shift in Bristol, yeah. but the classes were in Wiltshire. So I was getting up at 4am, okay. driving to Bristol. My kind of girl. Doing the, the radio bit. Driving back to Wiltshire, doing my classes in the middle of the day, driving back to Bristol. Yeah. <laughs> I was up and down the M4, like, I don't know what. And then, yeah, doing the split shift in the afternoon, collapsing in a heap in the evening, just yes. a lot. But eventually, I moved to Bristol. I then brought, I hired a teacher to teach the classes Wiltshire. in Wiltshire. And then I started some classes in Bristol. Okay. That's how we started. And so how did they end up in Cork? Ah, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. I met it's a Cork man. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did. I was on. I had a friend that lived in Verbier in Switzerland, working like the ski chalets. And us girls used to go out visiting yes. her every year. Nice. And this particular year, I went out there. I was single, and actually, I'd had enough of men at that point. I was thirty. Okay. I'd had enough of them, and I was just out there to see the girls and go skiing. And above us, in the chalet above us, was a, a group of guys dressed as Scooby Doo, Tigger, and four nuns. Okay. As you do, yeah, skiing around. You so they my kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You, Tigger. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we used to bump into them on the slopes and then pray yes. ski and all the rest of it. <laughs> Neil would kill me. He, he came knocking on the door one night saying, so are you coming out tonight? I've ironed a shirt and everything. <laughs> oh, bless him. So that's where we hooked up. I remember he asked for my phone number on the last night and I was like, what's the point? I live in Bristol and you live in Cork. And he said, no, 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 I have to have your number. I have to have your number. And he's just going to be mortified now. He sent me a text literally a, about an hour after I left saying, you're spectacular. I'm going to call you very soon. I think I'm going to cry. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it was fab. Oh. And he came over then. So that was probably March. And then he came over for, I remember, for Easter weekend. We spent loads of time chatting on the phone. Yes. But when he was coming for Easter weekend, bearing in mind, I was then, at that point, I was doing a um, breakfast show on Vibe FM, which then okay. became Kiss. I was thinking, oh, God, what am I going to do with this champ for, like, a whole weekend? Don't answer that question. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was going to be in my house. Yes, I'm trying <laughs> to think of the tourist spots in Bristol. Not, you know what, if I didn't get head. on with him, all that yes. kind of thing. But obviously it worked out. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah I and so did you do the, the back and forth We for did a the while. back and forth for a while. How we long? Oh, gosh, like, over a year. Okay. And we even split up for a bit as well. Yes. Because... I think that always happens with long distance. Well, because neither one of you were prepared to move at yeah. that point. You know, he had a job, I had my business, I had the radio thing going, and you know, nobody was prepared to give that up. And yeah. then we split, and then about six months later, it was like, okay, that's not going to work either. No. And we kind of worked out, or I guess he worked out, <laughs> perhaps my business could work here. So I moved over. And do you think, because I think, you know, I, th I think they get you to Cork. And the problem is Cork, 
let's face it's it, fab. it's fab. Yeah. So once they get you here, they know you're trapped <laughs> and you'll never you're leave. You're never going to leave. Like, that's how I felt yeah. the first time I came here. I was just like, okay, this just makes complete sense to me. Well, and the, I was saying to you earlier, the first job I picked up was at Red FM because radio yes. was what I knew and loved. So I became kind of like a weekend kind of standing in for people yeah. and uh, yeah, DJ on there, which yeah. was, now I, I, God, I look back on that and think I was pretty awful, mainly because I didn't know Ireland. I didn't know Irish people yes. and I was just doing my Vibe FM yeah. DJ thing, and which probably didn't work very well on there. Now I know Irish people and how they like to ch- talk and, you know. Well, and I think I, it's not even known Irish people. I think you become that person mm. because it's such a comfortable place to live and such a nice place to yeah. live and then I think why did I stress when I lived in London yes. why was I doing all that yeah you know no one on their last days goes oh I wish I'd been busier yeah and running around like an absolute idiot doing it's everything true. you know yeah it's true um I think it's yeah we're, we're, we are blessed I think so you bought your business here and thank yeah, goodness so I started off um yeah, working on the radio kind of weekends yeah. and uh, just trying out a few classes. And of course, I didn't know geographically, yeah, I didn't people, know where yeah. everything was. So it started off just me and then Clodagh came and joined me. That was 10 years ago now. And then we've just grown and grown, which has been lovely. And so you, when you moved here, had you got married or you got married no, here? No, got married here. 2009, we got married. Oh, lovely. And why did you get married? Obsessed <laughs> with weddings. <laughs> I actually had two weddings. We did. Okay, now that's just greedy. <laughs> I was trying to work out the, the other day dress. when I can redo it. Is it too oh, soon? Yeah. No, it's not too soon. It's never too soon. I got married in England. It was just family logistics, to be honest. Yes. We did one wedding in England and one wedding in Ireland two weeks later, Okay, full on. We got married out same direction. We did uh, Ballycotton. Lovely. And uh, Barnabrow. I was going to say Ballyballoo as well. That was you. Yes. Barnabrow. Yeah. yeah. It was lo- it's lovely out there. Yeah, part of the stunning. World. stunning. Yeah, we had a ball. We had an Brilliant. absolute ball. And, where, and then you just, and you got married in Wiltshire? Yes, well. yeah, Siren Sester, yeah. Yeah, I am quite jealous. I should have done a Welsh one. I have to work oh, that out. That's what you could do next, though. That's what I could do next. You Fabulous. could do next. You could do a renewing of vows Absolutely. for the Welsh side. I was thinking about doing it this New Year's Eve, but I thought one year I wouldn't get away with it. Well, and you've left no time for planning. <laughs> no, absolutely. Well, you never know. Um, and so you got married 2009, yep. the business... Business has just kind of grown and grown. My my main aim at that point was to get the business so that I didn't have to be physically teaching because I wanted a family. Yes. So I, I grew it as much as I could and I had, uh, now get these years right now, I had Daisy in 2011 and then I had Sam in 2013. And actually I ended up with a really bad, you're going to have to tell me the right name, diastasis recti? Diastasis recti. Recti, there yeah. you go. Really bad. Yeah. Two, ha- th- this is Four a separation. Two hands. Two so hands. eight fingers. Yeah. Okay. Never seen that. Oh, I have really? to say. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, Daisy was ten pound four. Okay. And I had a really tough time having her. We won't <laughs> even go there. No. Imagine, but yeah, <laughs> gone go on. from the leg. Give us stitch for me. <laughs> <laughs> Just horrendous. And then Sam, bless him, spent his whole pregnancy with his head to my back and his feet out front. I looked like Mr. Greedy. Okay. He literally took full advantage of those no tummy muscles yes. to go woohoo. Bless. So by the time he finished, you know, my belly was in bits, my back was in bits, I had lots of physio, and I remember Fiona, the physio, just going, yeah, this, I was doing loads of Pilates, but it yeah. just, it was never going to come back. So I had to have a big operation to put yes. that back together. That's huge, though, in fairness. It is like, huge, cause, yeah. Because lots of people have, have that issue, um, yeah. and, and I work with a lot of people with that issue, but that is massive. Yes, 
it um, was and yeah. it, it a knocks my self-confidence yeah because you look like you're pregnant the whole time yes and b my back really suffered because you've you've even when you tighten your tummy muscles they're not tightening the right way so if you're lifting kids which i was doing all day every day it's your back yeah and i ended up with a couple of bulging discs then as well okay yeah fun yeah right <laughs> God. they are worth it they are worth it they're beautiful so um and and so how old are they now they are eight and six nice full-on okay. excitement and did that work for you we're always talking about can you have it all mm, well it's just bloody hard work yeah you know that's that's what it is it's you know breastfeeding in one arm and picking up the phone in the other and shoving yes. a biscuit in the other one to you know mummy's got to make a phone call it yeah. is it's a, it's hard ju- to juggle it's much easier now i have to say yes they're both at school much easier now um and you know once i'd had my operation my confidence came back slowly you know once the, i was getting more sleep once you know you you get back to yourself eventually yeah. you know and it's it, it's tough going those early years and what things do you think? I mean, obviously, the operation helped yep. to get and and movement helped. Movement, absolutely. You know, I'm always drumming it into yeah. people like my happiness comes from mm. movement. And the trouble is, with when you're so goddamn tired, it's yes. hard to get out and move because you're just exhausted. Yeah. So my go-to back then was Pilates. It was always yeah. Pilates. I found yoga. I went to Douglas Yoga Centre with Lovely. Louise and just oh. That was and heaven. Louise was on our Movember. I so, saw yeah. her. Yeah. No, it was lovely because that was an hour and a half yes. of just me time. There was yeah. no phone on. And I think this is what people quiet. forget as well. You know, I always say, you know, that I always tell people in class, friends, don't look at anybody else. Don't mm. compare yourself. I don't believe in comparing yourself anyway. But also take that 50 minutes or take that nine. If you've got that time, mm. be completely selfish and think about your body only. Yeah. Because we don't do it enough. Well, and when you're doing yoga or Pilates and you're on that mat or yeah. reformer or whatever you're on, you can't think of anything else. Yeah. You are completely focused on the movement. And that's exactly the medicine that I need. Absolutely. Like my meditation mm-hmm. is actually my body parts. So I think of if I move my leg, I think of how every muscle is moving. Okay. Because my brain works. Yeah. It's always working. Yeah. So, but I'm just thinking about my internal. Yes. So that's my meditation. Yeah. Um, and it works differently for for lots of people. Yeah. And so, like, obviously, your kids are in school. Yes. You have a little bit more time now. Yeah. And I went off and I did the Women in Business course with the LEO last year. Brilliant. Which was absolutely transforming for me. Okay. You go into it thinking, well, I've been running a business for 15 years now. What do I need a business course for? Oh, I agree. Absolutely changed me. Gave me confidence. I'd hidden behind my business for years. I didn't think I needed to be out front at all. Nobody wanted to know about little old me. I didn't, you know, I wasn't on Instagram. I wasn't, you know, I didn't do the social media. Why why would anyone be interested in that? And now, look at me now. I know. (laughs) What a transformation. Social butterfly. (laughs) Husband doesn't know what's happening. It is amazing. And like, if anybody does know, the LEO is the Local Enterprise Board. And they Mm. do amazing stuff. And I don't think they... They talk about it enough. No. Or actually, do you know what I think the problem is? I don't think people that have done it Probably, talk yeah. about it enough. And that's what they need yes. to do. Yeah. Because it's so accessible for people yeah. and really changes people's yeah. world. I mean, they've come on board with us, yeah. um, which we'll be thankful for forever. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I'm always looking for personal development. Like yeah. if you join the AIB Bank, for instance, they yes. do they do a development course yeah. for women. The Leos do development course yeah. for women and for men too. Well, and and you can go off. You don't have to do like one full on course like that. You can go off. We sound like an do ad for the I know. <laughs> you I can know. go off and learn about SEO. You know, I knew yes. nothing about SEO, but I wanted to know more about it. Yes. I wanted, even if I wasn't going to do it, I wanted to understand it. Absolutely. So I went off to do you know a day workshop in that, and now I'm doing mentoring, which I just find yeah. incredible you know very specific tailored to your business mentoring absolutely yeah. so no, the, i think it's well worth it so the plan next year is to license out kinderama fantastic mm. we'll talk about that off because uh, i've done a bit of the work on that oh, as well excellent um yeah be, oh, you'd, be amazed. Coming on. you'd be you'd be amazed at the things that i've i've gone <laughs> the routes i've gone down in, in life but um but yeah no that's an amazing step forward yes yeah. um and it's more about, I don't want it to be about, um, obviously I want Kinderama to grow, but it's also growing that tribe. I've got some amazing teachers yes, and I just want to grow that family. And it's a really family friendly business yeah, because obviously you're only working school hours. And so, it's, but it's fun as well. Oh, it's great fun. Like people talk about Bebel, like I get to do this. Mm. You know, I get to talk to people yeah. like you, like it's amazing. And it's so I, you know, I, it's work. And, and it's then, work. and then I leave and I'm like. I'm like Tigger. Yeah, I'm bouncing, bouncing down the street off. going, Jesus, that was that's given me a little pep in my step. Yeah. Um and with the kids now, do you travel much? Do you as we a did family? we did a big trip this year actually. We went to California. Neil's got lots of aunts and uncles and cousins yes. in California. So we did a big road trip with them, which was Brilliant. amazing. That's they're amazing. gonna be really disappointed next year because they think they're going back. <laughs> they think okay. that's it now. You know, we did Disneyland and we did SeaWorld and we literally started up his brother's near San Francisco. So we started up there and yeah. worked our way down to LA and ended up staying with his cousin for a week in LA. Oh, that's um, amazing. So you haven't told them that you're going to Dingle yet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bless them. <laughs> they love Dingle. Yeah. My favourite place. Fungi. Rock. Um, so as you know, at the end of, yes. uh, of every week, you pick a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get you to pick from this very glamorous from bowl. The, it's yep. amazing. The best bowl. I forgot the bowl. <laughs> Shh. No. I'm just too honest. That's the honesty Tourette's coming out. I don't know what that says. Your best song, is it? For the greatest memories. Oh, yeah. Your best song. So, like... What, as in one I've sung? No. Oh. Like, well, it can be. You can have oh. sang it. But what, what song trips off the greatest memories for you? Oh. Is it that song when you saw Tigger and you were on the piste? Do you know... I'm going to say um, the Cranberries, Zulu. Okay. Zombie, not Zulu. Zombie. Zombie. And what... um, It's a part of my life I didn't even go into here. Okay. (laughs) I lived in Australia for a bit. Oh my God, that's just a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. just for a couple of years. I ended up in a really rubbish relationship and I found it really hard to get out. And the day I left, I literally packed up my car and I had that CD in my car driving down the, the highway and listening to that and going, Go in. I got out, mm. I got out. 100%. Yeah, and still when I hear that song, I'm back in that place going, God, that feeling was amazing that I managed to get out. And just a shit relationship? Or yeah, really shit, really controlling. Controlling. Really controlling. And I think, um, I think, yeah, I think sometimes as women, we're not strong enough to kind of go, this isn't a good fit, like right at the beginning. We, yes. We're very good at going, oh, we'll give them a chance. They'll change. Change. 
Yeah, and I didn't. And then I was kind of trapped there, really, just with no money. And isn't it weird, though, how we can get trapped, mm. especially strong women? Yeah. Um, I've been there yeah. myself, and, and it takes something, mm. to some light bulb moment to yeah. go, actually, That's this enough. isn't right. Yeah. And people can tell you it's not right. Yeah, but not until it flicks the switch for you. Absolutely, that yeah. little switch in the head. Mm. But... Um, but it makes us who we are. Absolutely. The the whole thing makes us who we are. Yeah. It's all happened for a reason. Absolutely. Pick another question. Ooh, okay. thought we were out of time. No, I'm just enjoying the chats. Oh, <laughs> it's fun. Best piece of advice you got from your parents? Oh. Don't turn on the machine when someone says, okay. <laughs> Don't stick your fingers in the socket. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just think they've always encouraged me to be myself. And I think that's great advice. Like, if you can say true to yourself, then you're going to go. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I believe you. And on that note, mm. I would like to say thank you so much. I thoroughly enjoyed that. It was me so too. good. I think we've lived a very similar life. Oh, wow. um, so thank you. You're welcome.